Because like if if the devil can get you to doubt the word, he can get you to doubt the author, which is God. And when you doubt God, you start you know doubting your faith. And when you doubt your faith, I mean, What's up, guys? Welcome back. This is episode forty-seven. I think this is the least amount of people we've had on the podcast. Actually, there was the one episode where just Wolfgang for like five minutes being like, "There's no podcast today," but we're here. Um, I got home at three a.m. last night. Did prom, which was fun. First it's time been party there. animal. <laughs> Jenna, what did you guys do? Uh, we went to Glenwood too. The pool, or well, we tried to, and then Lewis and Matthew wanted to go on a river walk, and that took up like an hour. A river walk, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we still have time to go to the pool." I was like, "Dude, it closes at nine. It's eight o'clock, and we're still on basalt." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we have time." We got there and like, "Yeah, we don't have time." I'm like, "Okay." Well, um, today we're gonna be doing a short episode since there's not a lot of us, so. We'll start right off. We can only uh, be in Luke's presence for so long. <laughs> you know, with only two people here, I, I might be able to, you know, like, <sighs> kick up and relax, right? Let's get this party on the road. All right. How can we have complete confidence in Christ? The word, history, the spirit, God's promises, etc. This is another topic that Kenna recommended. So thanks again for the subject matter. <laughs> um, Kenna. <laughs> thanks, Kenna. Jonah, any thoughts? I didn't even hear the question, to be honest. Can you read it again? You want to read it? How can we have complete confidence in Christ? The word, the history, the spirit, God's promises, etc. So, Jenna, what makes you believe that God is real and have confidence that he is real? Um, I was actually faced with this popcorn yesterday. Popcorn Luke. <laughs> um, I was at prom yesterday, and I was talking with these people. One of them was Mormon, and then the other one was, like, hardcore atheist. And we were just, like, talking about, I guess. I didn't have a long time to talk before they left. <laughs> but, like, how do you, talk? like, I guess convince someone that you really believe what you believe? And then also how do you, like, really believe that yourself and why? And I think it boils down to the Bible because it's <laughs> over here. If if the Bible's true, then Jesus is real. And if Jesus is real, he really rose from the dead and died for our sins. And then, you know, it all it all works out. But if the Bible's wrong, then everything else is kind of wrong. So I think most of this all leans on the Bible. And it leans on it in a few different ways. It leans on it historically. It leads on it spiritually, um, accuracy. And it's 66 books that all kind of like, you know, connect with each other, which is really cool. And I have this really cool video that I'm going to show you guys. It's five minutes long, so prepare. Great. But it's, it's pretty fun. This is kind of like what I want to say, but better. So I'm just going to let the video play. <laughs> this guy looks kind of greasy. And there's a lot of people that don't, and that's he gives you the right to do that. I believe in him. And there's a lot of people that don't, and that's he gives you the right to do that. But I just want you to know that faith does have purpose and value and it can be used intellectually. And people say, yes, what's the difference? You know, what, the Bible's just another book. No, first off, that's wrong. The Bible's not a book. The Bible's 66 books. 40 different people wrote it. Over 1,500 years. There's never been a book like that in history. Ever. Does that make it the Word of God? No. It just means it's worth considering. Because there's never been a book like this. 
gives you some reason to consider it over the others. Well, how about history? For hundreds of years, archaeology has used the Old Testament and new to find buildings, to find people, to find civilizations, to find kings that didn't exist or they didn't think they did. And suddenly the Bible said they're there and they dug it up and there it was. Does that make it the Word of God? No. It means it's historically accurate. Real people really existed and really wrote down what they saw. It's worth considering. And then they said, we're going to have God show up. And lots of people said that. Lots of religions say it. Don't worry, we'll prove it as a rational God would do. I will do prophecies. I will show that I'm not trapped in linear time, that I can see beyond where you are. I will give prophecies to tell you what the guy, when I show up, when God appears on earth to reveal himself, I'll show you what he's going to look like. Over 300 prophecies. And then a man showed up one day named Jesus. And he said, I'm that guy. And he fulfilled all 300 prophecies. That's impossible. People could say, well, yes, yeah, so they just wrote it afterwards and filled it all in. But we know that the first Greek translation of the Old Testament was done 250 years before Jesus was born. So how could they possibly know that he'd be born in Bethlehem? How could they possibly know he was going to be crucified when crucifixions didn't even exist as a capital punishment yet? How could they know that he'd be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver 250 years before there was a Jesus? Does it make it the word of God? No, but it's starting to get close. <laughs> and then Jesus said he would fulfill these things and did miraculous things to prove I'm not just a guy talking like everybody else. Look what I've done. And some people believe and some didn't. That's how humans are. And then he said this, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to die. And I'm going to come back to life. <coughs> Nobody's ever done that one. And he died. And all those who were with him, three years, ran in fear, as would all of us. And they ran away and they said, I guess it, we were wrong. And then something happened. Something happened that made all of these guys come back and be willing to be martyred for this belief system, except for one. Of course, he was, John was sent off, but everybody died a martyr's death. What was it for? Because they thought they were going to get rich. There was no riches here. There was no riches. The Roman government hated them. They wanted them destroyed. They'd use them as, as people that could be eaten alive by animals for sport and entertainment. You were kicked out of your culture. The Jews weren't going to take you in. So there was no value there. There was nothing good here. There was nothing here to gain. And they all still died for what? Because they found a new religion? No, for one reason. They said this. I saw him die. And I saw him come back. And that's it. You don't have to believe it. And why did he die? So he could have a perfect life? No, so he didn't have to go to hell. Well, I don't believe in a God who would send people to hell. He didn't give hell for you. That's what's great about Christianity. It gives you all the answers. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But it was part of the rules he put into nature, into the nature that, that we live in. That anybody that rebel against him, this is where they're going. So once we did that, he could have bailed out. Sorry, you're going to hell. He didn't. He said, don't worry, kids, I'm coming down. So if you go to hell, you chose it. And you will not sit there and argue with them. You'll know what you've done. And if you're an atheist, let me tell you something. That's your dilemma. If we all die and there is no... 
no God, it's just eternal unconsciousness. You'll never know. But if you're wrong, you'll know forever. And it's not a gamble anybody should take. Well, what are you saying? I should just believe in Jesus so I don't go to hell? Pretty much. <laughs> God bless you, everybody. Nice. So that guy's a comedian. He's pretty great. Um, I forgot what his name is. Let's see. That wraps up the episode today. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys' uh, faith has been reinvigorated and your foundations have been re-poured. Firestarters out. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, what do you think about the video? Pretty cool. Any, he, any he looks like the he looks like the guy from Dumb and Dumber, you know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't he? A little bit. And that poor spotlight guy was just like <laughs> <laughs> he was just pacing all over the stage. But no, I think it's really cool. It's like a way to sum up, I guess, biblical facts in the Bible in a really short amount of time. That's pretty convincing. I feel like, and because like if if the devil can get you to doubt the word, he can get you to doubt the author, which is God. And when you doubt God, you start, you know doubting your faith and when you doubt your faith i mean and you're fallen to the kingdom of whoredom Whoredom. (laughs) (laughs) um if if i had to like answer luke's question that he asked in the beginning um i mean for me it would probably say is like you know a painting needs a painter a builder needs a builder and just because i didn't see them build or paint that doesn't mean they don't exist Mm mm-hmm and then people are like, oh, well, you know, like, I know, like, the painter existed because I can, like, look it up and, like, find who he is and, like, he was an actual person and stuff. But God, like, like who created God and stuff? It's like, but if God is, like, the creator of time and matter and space and all concepts in life, he's not He's not bound by those concepts. So he can, he can make those himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that just makes logical sense, and I think it should make logical sense to everybody. So I think from that standpoint, you go from at least an atheist to an agnostic, at least. Yeah. And then the transition from agnosticism to uh, Christianity is just something that um, I think you have to, like, you know, figure out yourself. And But, I mean, there obviously has to be, like, a creator. It's like, if you look at our bodies and how everything is constructed and our the cycle DNA. of nature and everything, it's just all so complex and... To me, there's just no way that it could just be like, you know, uh, two atoms collided and now we have the human anatomy. Like, we evolved from monkeys and then dinosaurs were from birds. It just doesn't make sense. So, yeah. And you can still be a Christian and believe in evolution, but if you do, you have to still believe in a creator that yeah. started it. Um, that's like. T- the two differences. But, there. I mean, but we've been, like, de-evolving, like, over time. Like, I mean, I guess there was, like, the period where, like, the, Egypt- the Egyptians and stuff, they, were like, lived a lot shorter and they were, like, like shorter in stature and stuff. But, like, Neanderthal- Neanderthals, like, their bone structure and stuff was just, like, uh, like insanely superior to ours, like, their jaw and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, we've been pretty, like, de-evolving. And people used to live a very long time. In the That's actually a perfect segue. actually a segue <laughs> to our next question. Uh, this is from Lizzie. Hi, I love the podcast so much. You guys are seriously, you guys seriously motivate me to grow in my relationship with God. Can you guys talk about how long the first people lived in Genesis? Because in the Bible, it says that people lived hundreds of years. For example, Adam, Noah, etc. So, John, who is the person that lived the longest in the Bible? Metalusa uh, with nine hundred and sixty-nine years, I think. Something like that, yeah. So nine hundred sixty-nine. Yeah, I I didn't do any research on this. This is all off the top of my head. So if my numbers are a tiny little bit off, <laughs> fucking us, Lord. Um, no, but um, <laughs> for the blasphemy. So when when 
God created the earth. It was perfect, right? The Garden of Eden. Everything was beautiful, perfect. It was God living with humans. Um, pretty much heaven. Um, and then um, when the fall happened, stuff started to go to little, started to go downhill from there. So we can see in the Bible that people like Adam, they were in their 800s, 900s, and then started going down from there. And my, um, I guess, thoughts on this, or my hypothesis that a lot of people have is like, you know, the flood happened, um, and the fall happened, and like, I guess the, I don't know if you would call it like the ozone and like stuff like that, but stuff like that started to break down more, Mm -hmm. and conditions started to become worse for human life, and that just like made the human body decay more, um. So that's that's my theory, but I don't know if you have any additional ideas on that. I mean, something else that's pretty cool is, I mean, Metaluzla, right? He's 969. He lived, like, those years, and he, he got really close to 1,000. Um, Metaluzla's name actually means um, before judgment or something. So right after he died, seven days after the flood happened. Um, mm-hmm. But with those 969 years, he never made it to 1,000. And God's, like, like a single day for God is 1,000. Um, and so no one ever lived like a single day in God's realm, which is pretty cool. Cause I think he says in like right after he's, um, I'm not sure what he says, but he says something about not like living over um, 120 years. Well, not that, but he says like something about like not living like past the day or something. I don't know. Um, but it's pretty cool. And something else that's kind of cool as well is, um, it's kind of weird to think about, but Noah actually was 930 as well when he died, or 960. I'm not sure. He got pretty. He 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 got pretty old too. Adam was like 932. Anyway, um, so when Noah when the ark landed, and they all got out, and they, he had his three sons, Sam, uh, Shem, Japheth, and Ham, um, and Abraham came out of the line of Shem, um, and Noah was actually still alive when Abraham was. Their lives overlapped by about 80 years. Oh, that's cool. Dang. It's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that answers that. Um, but lots of years lived, but yeah. not long enough. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how it would be like to live that long. I think it would kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends, like, if everyone else around you lived that long. Because, like, do you age as fast as you do now? So, like, when you're 100, you're already super old, and you're just super old for the rest of your life? Or do you no, age slower? probably not. Probably they were slower. probably in their prime at like 500 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, finally, I've reached adulthood. I feel like they would hit like 30 and stay there for a while. Yeah. And then, I don't know. But or maybe they're just like seven feet tall and like super jacked. They probably gained a lot of wisdom in that time and obviously had a lot of kids. Yeah, because like the difference between like when you're 70-year-olds and like 90-year-old is like, it's pretty like, it's it's still 20 years. Like I haven't even lived 20 years yet. So that's, yeah. it's still pretty drastic. So they were probably pretty smart. Yeah. All right, next question. I wrote some pretty big vocab words. You want to read that one? (sighs) Hi, my name is Callie. I listen from Canada. Kaylee Callie. Sorry, I suck at names. Um, I have just begun truly growing in my faith. I have enjoyed listening to your podcast, and I've gotten a lot of good information from it. Thank you. I love how honest and real you guys are. I hope you guys continue to spread the good news. So I have a few questions. I probably should have just read the questions. You read it now. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm lacking trust. What are some ways to grow your trust in God? 
So that's the first question. There's three. Okay. How do you grow your trust in God? Uh, grow your trust in the word like we just talked about. Because if the word's right, then God's real. And then you can trust God in that sense. And then I think not testing God, but I think almost testing yourself to trust God in a way can build your faith. So like an example would be walk up to a stranger and start telling them about Jesus and maybe something crazy will happen. Um, like you'll get punched in the face. Like that. Or like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube where people just walk up to random people and start telling them about Jesus. And like a lot of times it's people like, yeah, I was going to kill myself, but now you told me this and it like changes their mind. So like if if you have that feeling of the Holy Spirit to to do something, like a lot of times I ignore it, but when you listen to it, really cool things happen and you help other people as well as yourself. Because when you see God's power working through you, it also helps people and it also helps you and then you can grow in your faith. And then, you know, more faith is always good because you can do awesome stuff with faith. So I think, I think, yeah, just read, read the Bible, grow from there. Jonah, you got anything? Nope. <laughs> Next question. Oh. <laughs> when did you go to bed, bro? <laughs> if someone is suffering, if if some if if someone is suffering, you forgot the one. If someone is suffering and has lost faith, how could you respectfully open conversation with them about God? I guess scenario here is someone did know Jesus and then lost their faith in him. Mm-hmm. So like. Robbie, Matthew, everyone that's not <laughs> here today. How do we get them back? <laughs> Guilt trip. <laughs> so, Matthew, gym's more important, huh? He's at the gym now, so. That is, it, it, I feel like it's pretty personalized to different people. And I've, I don't think I've ever had to really deal with it, so I can't say for sure. But I would say just keep living your life like the what would Jesus do lifestyle. I think and people see that um and then just be like open for them asking you questions i don't know this is a hard one because mm. like it's not you don't want to be in the position where you know god is real but then still say you don't just accept believe his forgiveness. bro because, like, that. God hates that if people... I think that's kind of, like, the unforgivable sin. If you know God is real, but you would, but you still don't accept his forgiveness for you. Um, obviously, you can get them back as long as people are alive. You can kind of, like, there's hope. But, yeah, I mean, I guess just kidnap them in your car and then bring them to church and then go from there. So, yeah, tie them up and put them in the basement. <laughs> play the Bible on loop until they get it. Just all the VeggieTale videos first. Yep. And then storybook. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can what, show them the chosen and then just turn off the TV and throw them the Bible and then hope that works. That's usually worked for us, but um, is it oh, there's true 80% method. success rate on that one. Yep. So, uh, Next question. <laughs> I don't live in a Christian home and I don't have any Christian friends. So I don't have anyone to really talk to when I have questions. What are some reliable resources slash ways to find information? YouTube. You just got to be careful on YouTube. You got to be careful 
even with people and everywhere. <laughs> um, but if you happen to stumble upon um, a great friend of mine named uh, Brander, Brandon Robertson. Um, I run for the hills on that one. Yeah. But uh, no, I think once you find, like this plenty of YouTube channels, like for example, Apologia Studios, and then you watch some of their videos and you can start testing what they're saying to the Bible. And then you start trusting them because everything they say is biblically accurate. And at some point you're like, you kind of just trust them. Although you should still test it. But like you, you have a base of knowledge that they know it is true. Um, and then obviously like there's a lot of Christian communities online. Um, and unless you're like living in the middle of nowhere. No, or in like North Korea, there should be a church nearby somewhere. There should be Christians nearby. Yeah. So, so connect yourself to a community um, is always good. I mean, um, hopefully they have a youth group. Um, like, I understand not wanting to go hang out with, like, some old people. year old grandmas yeah. you know, that fight over their pews. Um, or ask us questions on the podcast because we need more. So yep. that's where you can have your questions answered by teenagers. So probably not the best information all the time, but, hey, Double we try. check us. But um, that's all the questions we got for today. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. Everyone's a little tired. So thank you guys for listening watching subscribing giving us a fire review Jonah, what, what could they leave for a review as an example <clears throat> hey guys this is cassie McAllister here um just listened to your podcast changed my life i've donated all my possessions <laughs> uh i don't i don't know just, just say something sorry right? Jonas a bit off today <laughs> <laughs> i'm really tired <laughs> Oh yeah, just leave us a review. We'd love to read them. And leave us more questions, please, because we need questions to read. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. <laughs>